Well, I'm not running to the chapel. I'm listening to Sean Geek Podcast on seanmckinsey.ca. Do it now! Welcome to the Sean Geek and Fast Red Podcast. Finally, after weeks of anticipation, Todd is back. I'm back. It's all my fault, too. It's not because he didn't want to be here. It was a whole scheduling thing. Oh, there was a lot going on this last couple of weeks. God. Yeah, kind of insane. Tis summertime. Yep. That was my... Uh, my google to, what's it called to do what's that app called to to do um to do yeah it's called to do okay so the minute i open it, it's like hey what do you want to what do you want to plan today oh it's asking you that yeah okay i thought maybe that's that's what you were looking at to see what the actual uh titles were yep uh so um I made a little bit of a purchase yesterday. Oh, that's how we're going to talk about because that's pretty exciting. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I saw the the news and it's it, it's either uh, the best marketing plan ever thought of or um, they're actually going to be doing what they're saying they're doing. Uh, apparently, um, Facebook or Meta or whatever you want to call them. Um, the Meta Quest 2, I guess the Oculus VR headset unit uh that they have apparently it's going to be going up 100 bucks as of august 1st oh oh how come um i don't know if it's uh they they can't um control enough revenue i guess uh, with ads or something or other the way it was set up and i don't know i, I don't know i was reading some stuff and it basically which is weird because a lot of people are saying well this unit is you know couple years old or whatnot so it started off with the 64 and then they made the uh, 256 and then the 512 gig version uh the 64 you can't get anymore uh so i was originally going to get the 512 and but then when i was reading up on it, it says you'll never fill it so i said the 256 should be fine and the 256 was that's like like that's like a storage thing storage yeah the gig for storage for your games and whatnot so I originally tried to buy the 512 through Best Buy, right? So I went through, it was five something. I can't remember what the price was. Uh, so I I go uh, Best Buy, do the whole rigmarole, put it in my cart, go to pay it. And it says, uh, don't go to the store yet. Just wait for your confirmation. So I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting a couple of hours later. And I was like, well, what's going on? So I, I called... Um, I called them up and they said, well, there's a, there's a hold or something. There's an issue with your card. And I said, well, what the hell? So then I call MasterCard and um, they said, okay, well, I'll put you through to the securities department. So I was on hold for a good 45 minutes. So I, mean, I was doing other stuff while I was waiting, but it was okay. This is ridiculous. So I called back and I says, look, it says, I, I can't be on hold forever. Like what's, what's the deal here? I got something on hold and I'm waiting to get 
you know, waiting to purchase it. So this, so they put me on hold again. And then she, I guess she talked to someone on the other side and they said, you know what, we'll, uh, we'll put you through and then the next one available, we'll take your call. So meanwhile, while I'm waiting, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm looking. So I, I go back to my Best Buy um, cart and I'm looking and I had the whole thing up to the point where it was to hit pay. And then I looked and I went, well, what's this? The address, the address I had down as the post office box for the, um, for the post office, right? For your business. Well, what I, well, it was supposed to be the delivery address but instead it had the billing address. So that's what was screwing everything up. So as soon as I changed it and went, no, 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 that's not the billing address. That was originally the shipping address when I had bought, I think I bought a Chromecast or something prior to that. And I had it sent there. So I figured, okay, well, I'll change that. As soon as I changed that, bang, it, it went through right away. So like, oh, for crying out loud. But in the meantime, I had read the article between the 512 and the uh, 256. So I, went, I, I only needed the 256. So originally I canceled um the the 512 one and then i would ordered the 256 right away so at least uh the car didn't go through for the 512 just for the 256 which was 399 uh and then as of august 1st supposed to go up another 100 bucks so actually when i went to best buy to go pick it up uh there was someone in front of me that was uh, was grabbing one and then he said yeah i heard something about uh, it's supposed to be going up 100 bucks so I'm thinking to myself, you know what, being that this thing is that old, that's got to be the, the best marketing ploy I can see. <laughs> you know what, this thing is older. Instead of getting cheaper, we're going to charge an extra hundred bucks. Yep. Uh, we'll throw in a $40 game. They're still ahead, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I got it, brought it home last night. It's, um, I don't know if it was called Oculus before. Now it's called MetaQuest. Okay. But it's still the Oculus basically. Yeah, it's the same same unit. Uh, so I, I actually bought a separate, which they didn't have in stock, but I'm waiting for that to come in. It was a, the carrying case and extra battery and the deluxe strap or something. Is that two visors then, or is that a visor? I think your picture you sent had two visors, right? Uh, the one, no, well, I've got one that's one visor and then two hand controllers. Oh, that's what it is. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, here's, uh, if you can see the picture here with all the the light. Oops. It looks like boobs from here. Yeah. <laughs> Two little nipples there. Boobs with, with hands. So, yeah. So I tried it out. I, uh, while in my studio, I can see behind me all my, everything's gone. Because uh, my, uh, my daughter, my son-in-law, my granddaughter were over. So they, they stayed here for, for a couple of nights. So I think I like this look better though. Actually, it's nice. Well, right now I'm at my desk, like the same desk that I recorded the oh. the, the dome album. So yeah, this, okay, you're actually at the desk. Okay, gotcha. Instead yeah, of so I'm at, at yeah, the desk. Yeah, so you see everything behind me. It's not uh, I'm not on a separate table. So I don't know. I'm kind of debating what to do because now that I've got the VR thing, I had to kind of map out a little area where you stand. Yep. No, um, all, I think leave the setting as it is, man. Like actually, it looks good with all the guitars on display back there. Yeah, it's cleaner, but the thing is, if I have you know you guys over or whatnot, then then I'll have to I'll have to do something different. I have to set something up. Yep. But yeah, for now this should be uh, this should work. Oh, good. we can still set up around the the desk there. I think. I don't know. I think it look fine. It would be fine. I mean, uh, remember, we're not going out on video anywhere, so I mean. Well, that's true. Yeah, I mean, we can make do. We can figure it out. That's that's yeah. not, a, not a problem. Yeah. So I uh, yeah, so I mapped out an area. 
I tried, uh, I was looking at the, and you remember when we went to that place at the mall where they had the VR that we did the first time? Yep. Yeah. Same, same thing. I mean, you put the, the headset on all of a sudden you're looking around and it's like, holy crap, you're like in a whole different world. So I downloaded a fishing game. Of course and, you uh, did. Yeah. And then I figured, why am I standing? So I went and grabbed the chair and then I sat down and then I just, I uh, fished for a good 45 minutes. <laughs> was it, uh, <laughs> It, was it like uh what they call it fly fishing where you're walking in the stream is that that kind of game or were you in a boat no i was in a, on the dock oh in a dock i'm actually sitting on the dock and you can see the the fish swimming in the water like the, the water looks real like it's almost like you'd stick your toe in it's it's a cartoonish but real i guess yeah what you want to call it like 3d like remember those viewfinders used to have yep you know, oh you kind of the like thing gotcha. you had the two different pictures and then your eyes would line up everything's on 3d exactly like that but moving it's uh that's it's, okay viewfinders are are cool they're wicked cool oh yeah really cool and then uh, i figured you know l- l- let me try something else so they had one that was a roller coaster and by that time i had the headset on for a while which wasn't bad but once that was going the the you remember when we went to KeyCon that one year and they had those little uh yeah like cardboard, cardboard yeah. things that put on your phone yep. and then you put that up to your eyes it was like that yeah, but it was very jittery. It was very low res, and uh, and there was also one with Vegas and stuff, and everything was moving and jittery. And then I was starting to get a headache because it wasn't very smooth. Yeah, and then I had to take it off. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, there's uh, there's some free stuff on there. I put that on. Uh, the fishing game is is pretty cool. I can just sit there. I I tried actually on the couch earlier. So are the games actually in? Like you said, when you said the 256 versus the 500, whatever. So it's just saved to your Oculus itself, right? Yeah, it's all self-contained. I don't have to tether it to the the computer. I mean, there is a cable you can get if you have games on Steam or whatever on there that you want to play. Uh, You can do that. And and my option. Yeah, I mean, my box will be able to do it if I wanted to, but um, this is good for now. I I can just box it up and just bring it with me and and do it wherever but yeah it, it shows you to mark out a space there's actually i mean your whole uh, your eyes are totally covered so i mean you can't see anything but there is a function of when you're outside of your space like if you mark out a space it's almost like uh you know that white noise you get that uh the white yep. um all fuzzy stuff yeah yeah that comes up but you can actually see it's like it, it's oh. showing it's showing you They're what you would real. normally see if you didn't have it on your face. Okay. So whatever cameras and 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 pick up things that it's using is awesome, and just be able just moving your head around is just seamless. Like there's no choppiness. I mean, I 360 degree. I'm looking around, I'm going, oh look, there's a table back there, and oh look, there's a ceiling fan over there running, and and then there's a waterfall over there you can see going on. There's smoke coming out of the chimney out of the cabin, and. This fish are going around and ripples in the water and it's just uh parrots you know sitting on a perching on a on a tree it's it's uh it's pretty cool like just just that one game but there's there's a whole bunch of other ones i i tried i uh, downloaded a couple of uh like poker type things like uh slots and whatnot i haven't i haven't looked at that yet yeah uh so right now it's just kind of a sit down thing i was at the couch this morning before i came on and there's, uh, I guess there's two ways. So if you're standing, you mark out a, a spot, but if you're in a stationary position sitting, there's another setting that you put in there. That way you don't have to, you know, go through the whole rigmarole. Right. 
but uh yeah so far if you're gonna shoot and stuff like is it isn't it hard if you're sitting uh well that would be see i don't i i haven't i haven't done a shooting game yet so i I don't know if it's if you can do it sitting down i'm sure you probably could but i'm sure standing up is probably better but when i was fishing standing up i was like okay you know what if i was really fishing i'd probably get a lawn chair (laughs) and (laughs) i was because i'm not moving it's stationary i find it worse if i'm standing and not moving than if i'm actually moving yeah because then your back kind of gets sore and whatnot so yeah it's uh pretty cool it'd be nice to I wanted I wanted to see if they had any like high res tours, like going to Disneyland or, or you know places like that, but not something that's shot with a you know 720p at 30 frames a second. Like I need something that's at least 1080, at least yeah. 60 frames a second. Something that's smooth, yeah. Because it does like when I was in the roller coaster thing, I really I, and I don't usually get vertigo. But boy, when that thing strapped your head and it's very realistic when you turn your head back and forth and everything's moving, but, but the thing was jittery. So I couldn't really focus that great, which was going to give me a headache, but it says not to use it for an extended period of time, maybe 30 minutes at a time. I think I had it on for an hour and a half, (laughs) you know, and then this morning it's like, Oh, my eyes, but yeah, but it's, uh, it's, it's pretty cool. I like it. I I, I definitely will. Okay. So we're gonna have to maybe this is well i guess there's only because we so at father's day we had planned you me and paulo or my brother-in-law were yes to do a father's day thing and then so, still have to do that yeah so we caught covid and then everything got ixnade um i'm like we could just do it in your room i guess but then i guess we wouldn't all be on you know wouldn't be all on at the same time uh well i mean everyone would have to have a headset so everyone would have to buy one but then after august 1st it'll be instead of 399 it'll be 499 i guess for the version that i have so so there's probably a mad rush around the world and and uh, facebook or zuckerberg or whoever they're yeah. gonna be raking in the cash going, hey look at all this influx of cash coming in so that we can you know do some r d and uh go down go to the next generation of vr uh, because they are, if you look at the prices, you know, bang for your buck, they nailed it. And I think that's where, I don't know if they're losing money, but they're probably not making enough on it, I guess. So it's kind of one of those introductory things. But I, I kind of feel like, personally, I feel like the Oculus and 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 these sorts of things I think they're at the edge. They're on that edge of technology. Like, do you remember like when computers, home computers was not a thing and the company was like, oh, well, yeah, we're going to make a home computer. And there, and if you've ever watched any of these shows like Halt and Catch Fire and those shows that are that are talking about the the wave of when computer home computers were a thing and um, the all of that stuff. No, they're like home computers. No one's ever going to have a home computer. Right. So there was a, a period, a, a stretch of years where they're making home computers and hoping people are going to buy them. And there's a very, very small amount of people that are actually buying into it. it. It hasn't become mass market enough. And I think Oculus might like Oculus and VR. I think they're kind of at that level right now where if you really want it, you're going to buy it. But the average home isn't going to buy it yet. While video games, most homes have video games right it's it's a common thing everyone owns one but vr is not quite at that level but if they can just 
stick around long enough and kind of crack that almost like that line in the sand where everyone has one at home. Like I, I think it's probably close, but we're not quite there yet. If that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like consoles, consoles came out before the PC, I believe. Uh, so once PC came out, it's like, well, what else can we do with this? Can it's a computer? Can we not play games with it? And then, you know, they come out with, you know, Tomb Raider and hockey and all these other things. Yeah. And then it just slowly progressed. And um, I don't know if they were planning on going to not so much a VR, but more of a uh, hologram-ish type of video gaming, which is kind of like VR um, because you're seeing it, but it's giving you the tools to see it in a certain way mm -hmm. instead of having, say, I don't know, was it Star Wars or I, I can't remember what, there was a, what movie it was. And then they had the hologram of, of Obi-Wan or somebody in the middle of the room. Mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah so instead of having a whole unit projecting that just having headsets to be able to do the same thing but yeah. in a higher higher res i, I did no, notice it's kind of interesting like in the in the in the films though you kind of you're bringing up something in, uh, interesting an interesting point is that in films it's always a hologram it's never put the goggles on and talk well, no. to somebody well, i wonder why that is because well, the hologram because is always like not it doesn't look great like it's not very 3d yeah but that's more of a group setting well, i, I mean instead so. of having yeah, you I know guess. if you're having a meeting with you know eight people instead of having eight people having to all wear vr sets all eight people are standing there seeing everything that everyone else is seeing and having one projector or however that they create the hologram uh to be able to appear so you can kind of see it i mean and from what i recall in the movie it was just kind of a black and white more of a a ghostly yeah. figure figure type of the, the way that they portray it but i'm sure i mean in this day and age if you want to do it um like 3d modeling and stuff i'm sure you can uh, get as high res as you want because i know these these goggles when i put them on they're i'm assuming the ones that we were using at the mall were those htc brand oh god i yeah maybe so htc is the other one yeah, there's well, there's a couple of different ones, but I think HTC was the one of the major ones, and it was a very high resolution uh, headset. These ones, I believe, are pretty close. I'll, uh, I'll tag both of these two in our in our show description so people can kind of take a look at both. Yeah. So Here we go. yeah, this is the other one. Whoa, seven forty nine for uh. <laughs> yeah. So it's and it probably has a tether. And, and the ones that we had had a, had a was it a wire coming yeah, off the yeah. actual headset yes. going straight up into a grid and then the wires were going to the pc where this whole unit is totally autonomous there's no wires <clears throat> or anything basically you just as usb you plug it in the headset you charge it up your hand remotes i think uh they just use double a's i think or something like that 1849 dollars for this model yeah <laughs> So as you can see, Oculus or Meta or whatever kind of cornered the market because they're able to make it cheap enough to be able to sell. Yeah, lots this, of is, them. this is the VHS version. Yeah, and to be able, beta, yeah, right. Yeah, instead of the beta trying to go, like, you know what, you know, we're going to corner the market. And we're not going to share it with anybody. And then they said, screw you, we're going to take over. But they did it right uh, in that aspect, I think. But inside the goggles, there, there's three settings because everyone's eyes, the the distance between 
your eyes are different, I guess, especially when you're wearing oh. glass, glasses yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it has three different settings. So mine's the widest one, I guess, for me. Uh, I guess that's more probably the adult. Is that your new name, Wide Eyes? Wide Eyes. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I tried to a little bit narrow and everything was kind of fuzzy. And then when I brought it up um, wider, it, it seemed to help. Um, there is kind of a, we have it on your eyes. You know, when you, you ever look through binoculars? Yep. And if you're not dead on, mm-hmm. you have to move your eyes up or down to try and get into well, the Remember right. they, they've got this, you, you turn it like that and it narrows the view or widens the view. Yeah. The middle moves so that you yeah. can adjust the, the distance between the eyes. And it's, it's kind of like that in there. So once, once you have it set up, it's not too bad, but if you move your headset around like up or down, you can kind of adjust it a little bit to know where it is. Uh, but I, uh, but I did order a deluxe strap because apparently this one here, after a while, you're, I don't know, it doesn't, it's not very comfortable. Although I didn't have it on long enough to really tell. So, you know, every time someone says the word deluxe, I think fried clams. <laughs> deluxe fish and chip. Fried <laughs> clams. I like deluxe fish like and chip. Deluxe strap. <laughs> they strap on the feeder for the, for the fried clams. Mm. I was like, mm, deluxe. Okay. Better tag that in the episode too. Mm. Well, well, I'm actually, I'm, I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm excited to, um, to see what's on there. Do you remember that that game, that game that we played that was like the zombie one? We were, yeah, cooperatively. Like, is that on there? Like, I don't even remember. There, what the game was there is there. There's a zombie game on there because I was just kind of perusing through the, the different games. Some are free, but some of the games that are actual, you know, decent games, those ones are, are, you know, they're they're a couple bucks, but they're still. I don't think they're as expensive as uh, like the fifty, Regular sixty dollar games. I think they're more like maybe thirty, forty at the high end of it. Yeah, that's what I'm seeing here right now. Yeah, so I I really wanted to try the you know that Half Life. I really loved Half Life, like just for PC. Sure. But there's a Half Life version VR that uh, I was kind of interested in seeing, which would be pretty cool. Yeah, I, I just- like. I did a search for zombies on the uh, Oculus site. Yeah. So all the zombie games came came up. Guess what one of them was called? Left for Dead VR. Res- Resident <laughs> Evil 4. Yes. Actually, I saw, I saw that. I was watching the trailer for that one. So, yeah. It just kind of shows two guns in front of... Arizona Sunshine. Was that the one we did? Yes. Arizona Sunshine. I think that's the one we did. Oh, that was... the, the pictures. It's, a, it's more Wild West looking. Oh, with the different waves of zombies coming after you. So those games, those games are a little more expensive because these are actually full games. How much was that one? That one's forty five ninety nine, probably American. Hmm. Uh, Zombie Land, Saints and Sinners. What's this one? Uh, it's loading. No, oh, this is four and like three quarters out of five. Oh, mature 17, blood and gore, intense violence, strong language, use of tobacco. What is what is with the use of tobacco now? <laughs> I'll watch a movie warning there might be use of tobacco. I mean, yeah. I mean, you could have a triple X, whatever they, they don't give two crafts, but hey, if there's tobacco in there, <laughs> it'll say intense sexual scenes, use of tobacco. <laughs> yeah, I don't know when tobacco became a became an issue i mean there's there's drinking there's tobacco 
Well, it, this that all relates to there was laws that were put against the tobacco companies because what tobacco companies were doing is they were targeting. I don't know if this was on purpose or not, but they were targeting. They they, they weren't specifying age. Okay, they were just blitz marketing targeting whoever, and they made smoking seem cool. They made smoking seem healthy. They made. Un- sexy and stuff like that and then um i don't know if it was a lawsuit or the supreme court judgment or something but basically said look you're advertising a product that kills you and all the ads none of the ads they they make it sound like it's not a dangerous product and it is so it's false advertising now i'm getting some of the details wrong and i'm sure like ruby from living for living through extension could probably can correct me on all this because she's so she's so smartly amazing but basically said you can't advertise the way you're advertising is is misleading and you can't do it anymore and it got to the point where they started you know banning tobacco in restaurants and then nightclubs and then on you know everywhere it was just banned everywhere you couldn't smoke anywhere so they got to the point that the only advertising they were allowed to have was the ones you see. I don't know if you've seen a cigarette pack lately, but they basically show people dying on the cigarette packs and that's all they're allowed. And they have to have that on there now. So they have to say, Hey, we kill people. Just letting you know, we kill people. (laughs) Here's your mouth. Here's your mouth on tobacco. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. So that's, I think that's part of the, um, the ratings is is you have to indicate whether it's we don't we don't have tobacco commercials in canada we've ne- i don't think we've ever had i mean the, the u.s they had the camel and the oh, marlboro man. and all that stuff we never had like old players uh vantage uh I, I mean if they did it was it was probably in the 70s maybe but then after that there was nothing they just and i can't see movies i think movies I don't think the tobacco company was saying, okay, if you smoke our brand, we'll give you X amount of dollars for, I think it's just kind of a, a prop. I think, I think that's all they, they use them in the movies now, or just sure. as a prop, yep. uh, you know, this guy's a smoker or whatever. I don't think they really uh, go to the point where, you know, the guy has a can of Coke in front of them and say, like, okay, well, this must be sponsored somehow by Coke because they're not going to be giving them free advertisement, but, but you never see any cigarette package, with a brand name on it that they'll show. No. Um, the other thing too, like, like just to show you how far this has gone, when you think of Wolverine, like the character Wolverine, you know, mm-hmm. the comics and the movies and stuff, the, 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 the image now, I grew up with Wolverine as a kid, right? So Wolverine was always, he kind of looked like Clint Eastwood, right? Because he was based on Clint Eastwood a little bit. Really? Yeah, he was, yeah. Oh, that's a little that's bit some new trivia. Yeah, he was <laughs> a little bit based on Clint Eastwood, but he's also based. Uh, There's another character I can't remember what he was. He was in some action movie in the '70s, I guess it was, or '60s. Oh fuck, I gotta look it up now. See, when I the first thing I think about Wolverine is the cartoon version. Uh, he's got the yellow suit on with the black. Uh, he, he's got like Manny's eyebrows, but they're, they're just kind of the black <laughs> exactly. things that, that come up. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Um, and then the, of course, you know, the, 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 I don't know what you call them, blades or whatever that come out of his. Yes. 
come out of his uh, fists or whatnot. But that's that's about it. And then the was he wearing black boots or red uh, boots? Kind of. Well, it depends. He had one costume where it was blue. Oh, blue. Okay. And then um, oh, I can't find this article now. There was an article that said. based on which movie but he was loosely based on i think john byrne might have um god damn why can't i find him? so now you're saying if if he was kind of based off of clint eastwood are any other marvel characters or avengers or whatever are they are any of them have any of them been based on an actual other character or these like just well, well, when I say the base, they're just using the image, right? So here I'm gonna show you. Like I can't see him, you know, taking his talons out, going, make my day. Like, you know, it's kind of a different different animal. Now, is it the way that he looks or is it the way that he his mannerism? Here. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna share this with you just so you can see what I'm talking about here. And I'll maybe this will be <laughs> maybe this will be the picture for the episode. I don't know. Share screen. Share. Do you see this picture here? Yeah. That's that's kind of what he was basically. There's actually moments in the con like when he's not wearing the, the the superhero costume and he's just in his plain clothes. Right. He often wore a hat like this. You see the little stogie he's got coming out of the corner of his mouth? Yeah, I can I can hear the the theme song for uh what was the name of the movie? He was yeah. I think that's the man with no name. So he was kind of based on this look, right? He wore the cowboy boots. Yeah, he was. Oh, he was barely ever. He barely ever shaved. See now here, if you look it up, now they're showing. Was it Toscano cigars? Those are the ones that he was smoking. Yes. Yeah, I, probably. But he always had, a, as he as often called him, he had a cheroot. Or cheroot. I don't know what that means. But he often had, in the comics, Wolverine always had that cigar in the corner of his mouth. And he was always smoking and he was always drinking. Right? That that was his thing. He had a healing factor. So he ain't going to get cancer. And, and he can't really get drunk. True again. He has to drink super <laughs> fast, super hard, like large amounts to maybe get the littlest of a buzz. But his healing factor is so great that he was drinking all the time because he was always trying to numb himself. So how, far, how far did they go into his character for his health? Oh, very far. Like they explained how everything worked. So like his liver is like super liver or? Yeah, well, everything about him is super. Like he okay. can't scar. He can't have, he can't even have a scar. So if, if he gets cut, this the scar, like literally the scar goes away. He's actually healed his they somebody supercharged his healing factor and he healed from a drop of blood and grew himself back at one point i don't know if that's like he grew himself back like his whole being yeah like he was totally obliterated and one drop of of blood with the dna they were able to reincarnate him uh well i don't think i saw that episode well, no, that was in the comics, I think. Here, oh. I think. This might be the guy he was based on here. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, Paul yeah. Okay. okay. Paul D'Amato. This is this is who he's based on. You know what? He kind of, well, he's got the side 
mutton chops and but i mean he's he's changed right he looks like or, a is is he a hockey player no this, he was a picture and you're showing me or a football player on imdb let's see uh who's deer hunter oh cool he's as old as the hills now oh yeah yeah or is he is he still alive oh, he's in magnum force that was like that uh clint eastwood movie well, Clint Eastwood isn't exactly a spring chicken anymore. Oh, my God. It's but, like um, a fight scene. You're, you're scared he's going to hurt himself. Yeah. But, um, I mean, he was based, I think, on a combination of those two. And the, like in later years, they did, uh, you know, that movie called, I don't know if you heard about that movie called Logan. Yep. So that was basically, uh, it was based on a comic called Old Man Logan where they kind of go into the future, I don't know, 50 years, 100 years, whatever the hell it is, because he's kind of immortal. Or he doesn't age. Well, he ages slowly, right? Because his healing factor fixes everything. Right. Right. So, um, but anyway, he's, he's old, he's wrinkled, he's gray, all this sort of stuff. And it's way, way, way in the future. And um, and the movie was kind of based on that comic run, Old Man Logan, a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, in the future, I think he's got, blood poisoning from the adamantium in his bones because he's got that special metal put in his bones oh so his body's starting to it's like shingles <laughs> his, <laughs> his his body's uh uh kind of run down to the point where some things are starting to pop up that would not normally because his immune system would suppress right. it so the way they explained it in the comics was that when he had the metal in his bones his healing factor was always constantly keeping his body from rejecting it and keeping his body from being poisoned from the, the from the metal in his bones. Mm-hmm. So his healing factor, they basically hypothesized that like in the early comics, you know, he'd get a cut and it wouldn't heal right away. You know, um, they would heal, but it would just took some time. And later they just said, look, his healing factor is actually much stronger than it is. It's just, it's always working on keeping him alive because of all the metal in his in his bones and his blood. So it's half, you know, half of his healing factors just working on keeping him alive and fighting off potential infection and all this sort of stuff. So in I think in the comics, as he got older, it just eventually like it just couldn't keep up with the the infection of adamantium in his bones. So if this was say for example, if this was a real person, yeah. Okay. And someone was cut. Yeah. Uh, normally, it'll get inflamed. Yeah. And then all the blood will probably, you know, go to it or whatever, and and yeah, to scab it or whatever. And then the white blood cells and the whole, you know, the whole thing, everything going together. Uh, now, since he, I guess he wouldn't get infections because then infections, and he'd have a fever, and then yeah. you'd have, uh, and then especially if you know he's got a, a half his arm is blown off, and then it's starting to heal, all the uh a real person if that were to happen it was healing uh it would be in i'm sure it would be inflamed like crazy sure just just by the the, the swelling and, and, and they the showed that in the comics but the the idea was the turnaround time was a lot faster so it still goes through all the regular processes of healing in the comics it's just at an elevated factor so the worse it was like he got keep in mind he's got his bones are laced with metal right so if someone blasted him with a nuclear blast, all the skin would come off, right? Right. Then you'd see the skeleton underneath. And then the it's body would start, 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then the body would slowly heal around, you know, where the hole was or the skin was ripped off or, or, or whatever. Right. So, so that, that would, that would generate a lot of, a lot of heat though, wouldn't it? Just yeah. from healing. Cause it, it, like when you're healing slow, I mean, everything's kind of uh, swollen and then it just kind of heals and then the swelling goes down. Now, if you're like super, you know, super healer, I'm sure the, just the amount of energy that's generated to be able to heal you would generate so much heat and so many calories. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just spitballing. I, 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 can't. I think he was hungry all the time, to be honest, like from, cause healing, yeah, it does take energy, right? Like it's got, it's got to come from somewhere. Yeah. It just doesn't come out of thin yeah, air. I mean, you kind of feed it. Yeah. Even if he was being injected with some super whatever, or had it flowing in his bones naturally, um, you know, something would have to, to heat up, I would assume. So the whole, the whole point I was getting to it <laughs> off into other territory. So, was, start- so in the comics, he was always drinking, right? He always right. had a bottle of bourbon or something or whiskey or whatever, depending on which writer it was, it would be their preferred drink, I guess. So he, he always had a cigar in his mouth. And very often he was irritating people in the team because he's blowing smoke in their face. He smells like a, like a, like a whiskey factory, mm-hmm. you know, he stinks all the time. Cause he's always like, cause if you think about it, when you're drunk or when you're smoking your body's immune system, what it does is it, it tries to flush the toxins out of your body. Right. So it either comes out of your piss. Oh, that must've stank like crazy. Exactly. So he's kind of like thinking this is a zoo. What is it? But, but the thing is, because it, it his turnaround is faster than us, drinks the alcohol, and then he probably smells more like an alcoholic or like someone who's, you know, dr- had a lot to drink more than that person would because it's immediately coming out like his body's like, okay, because if he got shot with a bullet, his body would heal itself. And what it would do, it would push the bullet out, the bullet out. Right. Kind of like you saw in Terminator. I think there's points where the bullets would actually come out or something in one of the movies. I can't remember. Anyway, so the same thing with any sort of toxin. So if he's drinking or smoking, it's so he would stink constantly, which is interesting because in the movies, okay, and he's also short. Like he's he's five foot three in the comics. Oh, 250 pounds. 250 pounds because of 250 pounds. Oh, that's because well, okay, that's the all the metal in his body, right? Right. Yeah. So, but in the movies, they cast somebody who's six foot four and thin, right? Hugh Jackman is is thinner. He's he, right. he's bulked up over the years and kind of put some muscle on, but he was a, always a thinner guy, and he's and he's a good looking guy. But I mean, look at the like if we look at again at this, did I oh that picture of the Paul D'Amato. Mm-hmm. kind of not a pretty boy and that's how oh. he was drawn like when he had the mask off like he was he was not supposed to be pretty he was not supposed to be a, an attractive man he was supposed to be dirty stinky gross kind of a bit of a dick but then they cast hugh jackman and hugh jackman is so fucking lovable like everybody loves hugh jackman so now it's like okay well i guess he doesn't stink either oh and he was always hairy as all get out like he'd right. shave, like the, there was a time where his all like he got caught on fire and his whole like face burnt 
And as his face healed, like all his hair was gone, but his hair grew back really, really fast. So that's why he's always half shaven. It's because, well, he shaves and it part of the healing factor, I guess, because his, his system is so fast. You'd have to shave like every 20 minutes. So when he pulls the mask off, he's got a mullet underneath. Oh, yeah. Well, he's had moments <laughs> where, you know, just takes the mask off. It's like the hair is really long, especially if his body's working in, in overtime, which it is most of the time, because he's always drinking and, and putting toxins in his body, right? So his body's constantly revved. I think he didn't have a girlfriend. In the comics? Yeah, I don't, I don't, well... Yeah, he he never really had a girlfriend in the comics, did he? Um, tragic love stories, a few of them. Oh, there was Rose. That was his first. The girl, oh. first girl he was in love with, which was this redhead in the eighteen hundreds, late eighteen hundreds. Well, how old is he? Uh, he's from the eighteen hundreds, somewhere in the eighteen hundreds. Well. I didn't, uh, and that's the backstory. That's that's he, the backstory. He, yeah, he rose. Okay, eighteen hundreds. Wow. Yeah, he was in he was in Alberta in the eighteen hundreds. Lived on a farm. Alberta, Canada. Alberta, Canada. Is 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 Wolverine a Canadian character? Absolutely. Like, is this a U.S. company that created the character that it was came from Canada, or it was, was it a Canadian but company? The, the artist that popularized him was John Byrne my my first major comic influence mm-hmm. he drew the x-men and when he came on he's the one that that designed the look for him outside of the costume because he had never been seen outside of the costume hmm. right uh except when um well it was john byrne and there was an artist before him i think he drew a picture but then i think it was john byrne that kind of made him more clint eastwoodish mm-hmm. the original artist made him more paul damato-ish i think i'm right in making that assumption so i think john burns the one who turned him a bit more clint eastwood so when they create the character because you you're kind of giving two different definitions of of the person now that was a definition one is with a costume and one was without is that kind of the persona that you're he came with the costume he started with the costume and then he was just like a he was just brought in in a hulk comic that was his first appearance Right. And he was hired. Hulk went hiding in Canada to get away from the military. And then once he went into Canada, Canada, the government said, okay, we got Hulk in our country and that's a problem. Let's send uh, our special agent, Wolverine, to go, you know, either take him out or get him out of our country or whatever. Right. So that was his first appearance, but he was in costume. Didn't have his green card. <laughs> get his green card. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have his gamma card. Get out. <laughs> so that was like how the, all that shit happened, right? So, and then later when Chris Claremont took over the X-Men title, his, his thought was, okay, I know we have an X-Men team. I'm going to create a brand new X-Men team. I'm going to make them international. So he took Wolverine, who'd only appeared in two issues of that Hulk comic book. Mm-hmm. He took him. Uh, we there, Okay, we have our Canadian. Then he took, um, oh God, I'm forgetting the characters. He took Storm, who's from Africa. Perfect. He took Colossus, who's from Russia. Perfect. Like he, so he basically kind of made an international team. He took Banshee from Ireland. He took uh, a, 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 a Native American in, um, oh my God, 
uh, John Proudstar was called Thunder Thunderbird. So he had that. So he, he was trying to trying to have representation of a bunch of different cultures and a bunch of different countries and that sort of stuff. And he, oh, he had Sunfire from Japan. So he had like so he he wanted a Canadian on there. So him and I think it's Paul Jenkins. I think that's the artist. They started out and then few issues in John Byrne came in and being the Canadian. That's when he really like, you know, went heavy on the Canadian side of things. Wow. I didn't realize that all these characters were all based out of different countries for the X-Men. Yeah. Yeah. See, for someone who didn't really follow that, finding that out now going, oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that that kind of makes sense. But it was cool. like it was cool. And 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 the X-Men, the original X-Men were a bunch of students that Xavier was teaching. Right. So the second team that Chris Claremont, when he came on, he's like, okay, well, we're not students anymore. Like, yeah, we're going to teach them how to use their powers somewhat, but we're going to take experienced people that have been out in the world, mutants that have had experiences and try to help them out. You know, people with a bit more experience and then they will teach the next class of X-Men sort of thing eventually. So that's, yeah. So it was international, which is why I liked it because that was my first exposure to all these different cultures and stuff. And Chris Claremont was tried to be as good as he could with, you know, representation. What year was this? When he had one from each country? Uh, what was it like in the seventies? I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was seventies. Okay. So it was way back then. It wasn't just something recent then. Oh yeah. It was way back, but X-Men like the comic, um, I think it was 75. Is that right? Yeah, 1975. So the comic wasn't that popular beforehand. It, it struggled. I think it, it might have actually been canceled at some point. When did it start? Uh, 19... X-Men 1 was 1963. Wow. And then canceled in 1970. And then it had a 1975 revival under Chris Claremont. Did they say why it was canceled? I just wasn't selling. Yeah, just uh, it wasn't marketed properly, or because I'm sure there was uh, there was an audience. They probably just couldn't get to them back in the '70s. The only thing you could get was either newspapers or 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 TV. So if they weren't advertising on TV or the radio, then you're pretty much hooped, I guess. Okay, hang on, I'm I'm wrong here. So it was Giant Size X Men number one was the 1975 relaunch. It was written by Len Wein or Ween. An artist, Dave Cockrum. Dave Cockrum. That's who it was. Dave Cockrum is an amazing artist. He doesn't get enough credit, but he basically co-created uh, Nightcrawler, mm-hmm. which is one of my all-time top five favorite characters of all time. He's Mr. from Germany, Blue, and he's from Germany. Oh, okay. Uh, he created co-created Colossus. He co-created Storm, Thunderbird, and then he he's you know. He, He's the one that did a lot of the Wolverine stuff before um, John Byrne. Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of these characters, like they always say Stan Lee on them, but it's like Stan Lee didn't have a hand in anything to do with the second generation of the X-Men at all. So they just put his name there so you can get paid a residual income. Yeah. <laughs> but he's never claimed ownership of stuff he hasn't created or co-created like he's always it's everyone else kind of putting you know words in his mouth right and and he passed right yeah he he finally passed at 90 some years old so with everything that he had his fingers in and all the money that was coming in through residuals 
Where does that go now? Uh, I think he's got a foundation or something. Okay. So his kids like, keep in mind, like he, like he was one of the first employees of Marvel when it became Marvel in 61. Right. One of the first employees. Right. And he worked for them and eventually became the editor in chief. And at the time he was writing mostly all of the titles. He was the only writer. Mm-hmm. It was like three artists, maybe four artists, I guess, maybe five. And then his brother would help do some writing. And then there was like another couple of guys that kind of came in over the years to help writing. But he was it was all Stan Lee writing, co-creating with all these other artists because art takes longer than writing. Right. Okay. And that's why they invented the Marvel method of writing comics. Because in order for Stan to write all these comics, he needed to have the time to do it. So what he would do, he would go to the artist and say, okay, here's a brief outline of what I want in Fantastic Four number one. I've got these four characters and I want them to be this and to do that. And then I want them eventually to fight the Mole Man. And then there's going to be some fight in New York City. And then, um, and then at the end, they're going to beat him. So that, that's literally the outline he would give to the artist. Then the artist would go and create all the panels to explain this story that was like a paragraph long from Stan Lee. Right. And then the presented art would be given to Stan. And then Stan would go, oh, okay, so this is the story. Like, this is how everything is happening in the story. So the artist decided the beats of the story. And then Stan would go in and add text, word balloons he would add all the stuff post. So in a way he gave the origin of the story. Like this is what should happen. Mm -hmm. Very broad strokes. The artist would define those broad strokes and provide all the detail. And then Stan would go in and then add the dialogue. Is anybody ever deviated from the panel format? Because when you think of a comic, you're thinking, okay, you open up the page, there's, you know, 12 panels or eight panels or however they have it set up. And then you turn the page and there's another panel. Has anybody ever said, you know what, let's do a comic, say VR, for example. Like I, I would, there was a cartoon or something on that I, that I watched. Uh, and I was basically sitting in a hallway. And when I looked to my left or to my right or all 360 degrees, they're all doors. So one character comes out, starts talking, says, okay, we got to get up. We got to go, go, you know, go to school or whatnot. And then all of a sudden the door closes and then the door opens up beside me. So then I look over and of course you look over and then there's someone at the door. Has anybody ever thought of making a comic in that format where you could actually, well, mind you, it's still maybe in its infancy that way, but, um, and there's probably not a lot of, uh, because not everyone has, everyone has a set of eyes that they can you know, look at a comic, but being VR and it's still kind of in his infancy, you know, really like within the last. Well, they do have 3D comics, like virtual comics. No, but I mean, like sitting with the VR goggles and actually going through the comic that way. Whether it be stills, whether it be stills, like, like what I'm saying, like when you had those, uh, those projector things, what was it called? The viewfinder. Yeah. That kind of a thing where you would put it on and you could watch the story that way. I mean, if you wanted to do old school and not have comics on a viewfinder and then put up your eyes and then every time you click it, it goes to a different panel. So the comics on a viewfinder thing is kind of a thing. 
with with VR comics and the way VR comics work is they literally take the comic. So when the, when Marvel releases a comic, DC probably does it too. I'm sure there's a, a VR code in your comic. If you click on the VR code, it takes oh. you to that the panel. So they might have done like a whole page that way. So what it is is you can dynamically view anything on the comic page. So if you click on the top left panel, it I think it blows up the panel. And it gives you more of a 3D perspective so you can see the depth of what's going on in the panel. So there is something like that. There is something okay. like that. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah, that'd be pretty, pretty cool. cool. So you get the VR code if you buy the comic and it gives you a VR code to actually like see it in that format. Yeah. It's a difference and between 2D and 3D. Now on Netflix, oh, they don't have it on Netflix anymore. It's probably on Disney. They have full issues of comics. I think they still have it on Disney. They used to have it on Netflix, but they'd have a full VR version of issue X or issue 10 or whatever. And then you could literally VR the whole thing. So it literally goes panel by panel, right? Like a cartoon, not full motion, but you know, if Spider-Man was in the panel, he's kind of leaping forward. The background will stay the same. Like the old, you know, the old um, Marvel cartoons where just the character would move through the panel, but the panel would remain static. Right. You know, it's kind of like that. And then there would be a voiceover with it as well. You know, so the the word balloons are actually being read by actors. Right. So, I mean, they, they've tried a lot of things too, but do you remember like when we were kids, they had those, you, you'd get an issue of a comic book that came with a little 45. Do you remember a comic, a comic book with a 45? Yeah. Uh, I think I had gone to records. States with Gary one time and, uh, and his parents and we were out in Boston. No, we're in Massachusetts somewhere. And I remember going to a store and they had a book and the book actually had a record in it, like one of yeah. those floppy ones yeah, that yeah. like in guitar player magazine. So yeah, yeah I, I, I recall that. So that that's means what you're referring to. Yeah. Marvel was being innovative back then with those because they would have the story. They would hire actors that would be full sound. If it was raining, you'd hear the rain pounding, you know, and then you'd play it and you could read along or listen along to the mm -hmm. comic as it was read. And I don't know. I had one for a werewolf by night comic, which maybe that's where you got, got from Massachusetts. I don't know. But I mean, back then, man, I still remember I listened to that record so many freaking times. I could still hear everything in it. It was just so cool. So so just so you know, we actually found CD books so that Disney puts out for their movies. So it's an abbreviated version of a movie mm -hmm. in, a, in a book form. And then you pop the CD in and it's got all the voice actors from the film and the soundtrack and the score and everything. And they're actually reading the book with you on CD. Hmm. But it's like it's a full like audio like. You know those audio podcasts where it's actually like an audio drama? It's kind of like that. So it's it's really cool. It's like full production. It's got the ambient sounds in the background. Yep. If like if you're in a cave and the echoes and yep. but the traffic and Audible is a company that does wow, this sounds like an ad spot for Audible. It's not. <laughs> but Audible does that. Like they do, they have full production books. Um, and it's an audio book, but with full, like complete production. The only thing they don't have is the visual. Right. You just listen to the book and close your eyes and 
right there's you know different actors for the different parts and there's there's a soundtrack like the world war z how i actually read world war z was on an audiobook oh and it had a full production with like top-notch name actors that did it and that's how i read world war z i actually haven't i own world war z the book but i've never actually read it i just did the audio version but that was like it was so much more interesting like hmm. the audiobook industry is like totally changed in the last like 10 years like full product. Well, i mean people they've done that did what did what came first with the audiobooks and then podcasts so it's kind of almost the yeah. same same thing where you just pop it into your you know if you're driving yep for six hours it's like well, what do we do for six hours and listen to read while or, driving <laughs> yeah so audiobooks that's that's probably the best way to do it yep and they're huge now and um like audible they actually our podcast is on audible Ooh. like they so they're doing podcasts as well so it's like it, it, it's it's this resurgence like audiobooks have this massive resurgence now and you're kind of listening to them as podcasts or kind of like as you would a podcast. So it's kind of cool. At some point, I would like to take my first book, that, well, not my first, first book, but the first one, my first serious book, I guess. And I, I, I wanted to do this for a while and I actually wanted to make an audio book out of it and just release it as an audio book with all the you know, sound effects and sound stuff. Effects and stuff. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. I bought a sound effects package some time ago. Well, oh, that's how we did the uh, those ads for our show with, oh, with the ring in the background and yeah, and the Macho like, Man and yeah, <laughs> but like I have a whole bunch of them with a whole bunch of ambient sounds that like some free sounds, free sound right. samples online. Wow! So I mean, it'd be kind of cool to do a book that way. With I don't know if my acting's good enough or your acting's good enough. Ah, uh, we can fudge through it. Yeah, but it'd be good, kind of, or, good or bad. Who cares? It's it's content yeah. that we can you know put through, and yeah. <laughs> some people it. might like it, some people won't. I have enough content. You know, it's like I've got a shit ton of. Yeah, do you need some scripts written written up? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what happened with 3D TVs? Whatever happened to that? Oh my god, that was a thing, wasn't it? It was a thing for the longest I time. Had LG had it. You, you know, you get the goggles, and I mean, it was very limited in whatever movies or shows that you could watch but it, it's almost that I, I haven't really heard much about that anymore well, so they were with, a big thing so it there was a they were the reason they came around was because it was there was 3d movies playing in theaters all the time it was always a 3d showing everyone was doing 3d oh the movie wasn't shot in 3d so they would do this render thing to make it look like it was 3d and it looked like absolute garbage yeah but i think the advent of 3d 3d tv was tied into the advent of 3d films and 3D films, there's a lot less of them. They just kind of, people, what they found is that people are going to movie theaters and the only time they're going into the 3D theater is if the 2D theater was sold out. Ah. People don't give a shit. And then the other thing too, there was always the IMAX format. There's not an IMAX format anymore. Remember the old IMAX theater we used to go to? It was in, it was in Polo Park, or sorry, uh, Porter's Place. Like four it stories was, it was like, high. And yeah, and it was like a wrap. Eight like, stories wide. Sort of a wraparound screen, right? That was oh. a 3D. It was immersive. It was a whole different thing. And it was a, it was a copyrighted thing in Canada. A Canadian company came up with, three, with IMAX and all this sort of stuff. And then the IMAX theater closed. And then Cineplex and other theaters like that saying, hey, this is showing in IMAX. No, it's not. It's you showing have an slightly, IMAX format on a smaller screen, maybe. 
yeah so that's not imax format like that's I, i'm sure they figured out the copyright of his oh no we're allowed to say that but i've seen 3d movies on imax like i remember going into yeah, theater and sure actually watching yep yeah those are those are pretty wild especially you know in that grand of a, a format well, but they charge for those imax those quote-unquote imax screens at cineplex and, and other theaters those are not, i don't want to pay for that because it's a bigger screen it's not imax like you're charging for imax but you don't have imax it's not an imax screen it's a bigger screen but it's not an imax screen with the the slight curve it doesn't have any of that shit it's all it's all false advertising and if you're so far back in the room then you're not getting any of that anyway so you know and was it even shot on imax if it's not shot on IMAX and you're showing it on an IMAX screen and you're charging for IMAX, but it wasn't even shot in freaking IMAX, which is all those special cameras. How can you charge for IMAX? Like I don't pay for any of that shit because it's like, it's bullshit. It's not real. You're paying for the name, whether it's associated in any, you know, positive format, that's a whole different story, but oh, I, I, re I refuse. I'd rather go to an IMAX theater if there's still any around like true IMAX theaters. But they probably sold, sold out. Or I, I, I know IMAX didn't do financially well. I'm guessing in the latter years, and probably you know, the movie theaters bought it for like a penny. Well, don't forget the the advent of you know digital. I mean, the, when you went to the the tour for the IMAX, they had they showed you the film, and I'm sure it was what yeah. eight or ten inches wide. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to, to give a higher resolution, I guess, for what they were doing and the cameras that they were using to actually film the IMAX were very it was, large and cumbersome. That's right. And it wasn't digital, it was film. And nowadays, nowadays with 4K and now 8K coming out soon, I mean, if you had an IMAX film based on a digital version with that size, it would just be incredible. Because just like your panels at home, like your, your the TVs you buy now that are that are 4K and stuff, when you look at the regular TV signal through the coax, okay, and from there you go to, uh, was it Blu-ray, and then you went to, uh, was it 720, Blu-ray, was that 1080 or was that 720? Probably 720 when it started. So, maybe, I'm guessing. Uh, or DVDs were probably 720, then Blu-ray, yeah, okay, 1080, maybe, yeah. and then the yeah, 4K, yeah. and right. then make, everything's getting so high resolution. I mean, you can count the pores on someone's nose when they're on TV, you know, if you have the right TV. Yep. So there's no, there's no reason why, and being digital and the screen sizes are increasing and the prices are going down, you may even see at some point uh, waterproof screens at the drive-in that are bulletproof that, you know, they could reopen and say, look, we've got a, you know, 50 or 60 foot screen, you know, that we're going to like a jumbotron type thing with a high res to be able to watch these movies in the theater. Because if you remember when you're watching a projection through a drive-through or a, through a drive-in, the, the quality wasn't great. But for us at the time, I mean, we were watching TV with friggin' rabbit ears and and coax cable that wasn't even 720. It was it was 320. I don't know what the resolution was, but it wasn't very high, and you weren't expecting yeah. very much. But nowadays, with everything ramping up and up and up and up, and the resolution going up and up, it's uh, it's inevitable that at some point someone's going to say, you know what? Now it's feasible. Now we could do it. We could make the giant screen, and it's not just a projection screen. It's actually a powered panel, 
where you could actually show these uh, these movies. You could probably get every everybody would probably have a tan by the end <laughs> by the end of the movie with with the contrast because the contrasts were pretty crappy, and especially if you went to three D movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember watching um, what's that one with the with the blue people? Um, uh, Avatar. Avatar. Went went to see Avatar in three D. Dark as shit. Could not make out anything, let alone trying to get your eyes adjusting to, to the 3D. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with with the contrast being so low, you were you're kind of squinting and you're trying to figure out and make out what. And I can see that people would probably get frustrated with that and says, you know what? I, I'd rather just watch the 2D movie. It's a lot brighter. Sure, it's not 3D, but you know you can actually see it. Yeah, and with, with the resolution now, it's like, do you need the 3D? Like you can make out everything in 4K. Yeah, the 3D just seems like like a trick. Not not a trick, but like just a, a gimmick, I guess I should say. It doesn't actually make it a better experience, which which is interesting. So lately in the movie theaters, there's been movies being releasing in 3D again. Like now, are, prominently, are these with goggles or are they yes, with glasses? Okay, so they haven't really been able to figure out how to do it without having an extra item on your face uh i don't think so unless when avatar releases like the new avatar movie then we'll see yeah kind of like a hologram because holograms are like a 3d kind of model right i think i think what's happening is they're ramping up for avatar 2 to come out so it's like okay some of the movies are gonna you know they're like oh shit avatar 2 is gonna have 3d because it will because it's james cameron that's what he wants he gets what he wants they give him as much money as he wants to make his movies now you know, yeah, they would. It's like Star Wars when when they filmed Star Wars. There was a lot of effects and a lot of things that were kind of done on the cuff, and it was kind of invented as you went along, right? Exactly. James Cameron does the same thing all the time. He's inventing, right? So like, if you're inventing, I can't make this movie yet because the technology is not there. So I'm going to spend the next ten years working on inventing the technology to make the film I want to make. Right. So and Avatar really does that. If if they did that and they stepped up, and it would be like a whole new Star Wars era. It was like holy crap like what have they done it would be like a whole new uh chapter i guess yeah yeah and then from then on then everyone else would copy it of course mm-hmm. but uh someone's uh, someone's got to start the ball rolling but yeah once the technology gets to to a certain point inevitably somebody's going to come up with it yep yeah that's kind of like we were talking with video games and being cross-platform we were yeah. pissed off because it was like how come we can't get one box to talk to the other box? Well, you know, it's all this red tape crap between one company is against the other company. They're not getting together and trying to amalgamate. Uh, at some point, someone smartened up and says, you know what? Yeah, let's make a cross-platform. I can play PC. You can play, you know, Xbox or, or whatnot, although Xbox is kind of like a PC. But if you were to, to say like Xbox with PlayStation, with Nintendo, and, and everyone kind of got together in a coalition, yep <laughs> but it's like a movie theater like oh so well we're not going to play avatar there's no cross platform for avatar avatar right. is only going to show in this this company's theaters right that i mean maybe it was like that at some point i don't know but you know it, it, it it's so funny but a bit but again you know like their argument is probably like well i'm not going to go to burger king and buy a big mac but we're like, what? Well, and we're like, well, why not? Right? Like, yeah. I, I, I want to, I want to eat my Big Mac next to my buddy who's got the Whopper in the same restaurant. Like, that's what we're asking for. 
Yeah, you go to Samsung. I want a pair of iPods, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or when you go to Starbucks, I'd like a large coffee. Um, <laughs> what, uh, you mean a venti? No, no. I mean a large coffee. Or, you know, well, what kind of coffee do you want? Uh, coffee, coffee. God, that's confusing when you go there. You want a, uh, a Mexican blend? Or would you like a Cavatutu version? Or, no, I want a coffee. Do you it's want a one? You want a... <laughs> Yeah, it's like walking into a different country. You go there, it's like, well, I, I don't speak their language, so I'm going to tell them what I want. And then they'll say, oh, you want uh, some blonde something or other venti or whatever different sizes that they have. Uh, because I'm confused. I'll go there, it says, yeah, I just, I just want a large coffee, just something that's not too strong. And then, then they'll, you know, they'll give me something, but. To be able to go there and say, uh, I need a half calf, double mocha, this with a splash of that, with a non latte, soy, whatever, <laughs> you know, froth with a drizzle of, of caramel. Like, just give me a freaking, and then they say, mmm, coffee. That's not fucking coffee. <laughs> that's that, there that's was, a freaking dessert. That's not a coffee. Somehow this ended up on my feed, but there was some TikToker who worked at a coffee shop and it wasn't a Starbucks coffee shop but the Starbucks coffee shop that was in the same area had closed. So a, a Starbucks customer went to their coffee shop and wanted a <laughs> Starbucks coffee or wanted a venti. Well, they wanted, no, well, they went in and they said, I want uh, something half calf, uh, soy milk, blah, like they, like they specify what they would normally get from Starbucks. And it's like, I'm sorry, but this isn't a Starbucks, but I can approximate what you're looking for. And then he did and served and they were unhappy. Like, I don't understand. I order this coffee the same way. Every time I get a coffee, why aren't you accommodating? Well, we're not Starbucks and we don't have all, you know, blah, blah, blah. Also, I guess the other thing is you're paying $2 for a coffee here versus $10 for a coffee at Starbucks. You know, we don't have all the extra stuff here, but it has to be goat milk. Well, we don't have goat milk or whatever it was like, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. So, you know, it, it's at that point, like, okay, tell you what, stay here. I'm going to hop in my car. I'm going to go drive to Starbucks. That's 10 minutes from here. I'll go get you the coffee you want and I'll come back and I'll charge you my driving time. I'll charge you the Starbucks price. And, yeah. you know, and then a and delivery fee or whatever, like, yeah. and then or just, just have a bunch of business cards made up. And say, uh, here you go. I'm referring you to them, and then they'll get a cut for referring uh, for referring the customer. You go get whatever you want. I've referred you to them. We'll get a little bit, you know, something, something out of it, and then you can get your coffee and get the hell out of my face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, is this a millennial? Is this a, a Starbucks? When this came out, was this more of a millennial era? Was it pre? millennial like what do they call what do they call the what do they call the new beatniks it was it was them i think wasn't it what is that after well what was after generation x that's us generation y was it y it was actually a y yeah wow so there's no z they just went through no there is a z oh there's a z well what age group is that i'm I'm right out of the loop i don't know you know it was either boomers or uh well hipsters hipsters that's the new version Oh, the hipsters. Yeah. So We're that's the Starbucks. 
being yeah. extra the older uh, old generation that's what a hipster is more or less right i don't know the hipsters are gonna get mad at me but then again i think hipsters don't like being called hipsters is that true i don't know so anyway we'll see you guys on the flip side at sean geek podcast everywhere or seanmcginnity.ca for the podcast see ya fans of the sean geek podcast this is the core geek talking at you did you know that the sean geek podcast has merch available that's right head on over to seanmcginnity.ca and click the merch link at the top of the page you'll be taken to the sean geek podcast store on tpublic where you can find the Sean Geek Podcast logo on t-shirts, totes, masks, and more. And best of all, a portion of the sales goes to help support the podcast and allow Sean and Todd to keep bringing great content your way. Once again, go to seanmcginnity.ca and click the merch link at the top of the page. And while you're there, don't forget to download the latest episode.